0: It's January 14th, 2023, and welcome to episode 20 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, myself, Mike Newman, gets together with uh, my friend and former colleague, Dr. Tim Jurgensen, for another instance of what I tend to call Breakfast with Dr. Tim, where Tim and I get together at our favorite North Austin eatery and just like today kind of talk about whatever comes up to our minds so we really look forward to getting back together again after the, the holiday christmas break and um, just start the year off with a uh, plate amigas hill country breakfast some coffee and catch up on uh, some things that were of interest to us so uh, sit back enjoy and uh, we'll catch up with you at the end of the show That thing's recording over there, and
1: oh, cool! It's
0: good to see you. So we're there. We're there. Uh, We're there. We're here.
1: It uh, it uh, it feels good to be to be back. We've had a had a almost a month hiatus. Maybe not quite that. Uh, Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, (laughs) It's gone past my front teeth, and it's halfway down my throat. It 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 might tickle. I don't know. uh, uh, know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, personally, uh, uh, starting after the our last episode on Christmas Eve, I, I yeah. had a little bit of minor surgery and and uh, on my hand, and that proceeded to evolve into making it difficult to walk around uh, with my cane, and so da 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 da. It's a complex system. It's a complex yes. system, and uh, engaged or uh, uh, enlisted our cascade failure of, uh, <laughs> of personal physiology, but we're, we're kind of back this week. We're kind of back. And, uh, and So it'd be good.
0: We're in a new year. It's, uh this is episode 20. And like I just said before we hit record, I'm not that I'm counting, but that's the next folder it goes into is one with a number 20 on it. So yeah. um, we managed to keep the bits flowing since like April last year and I don't know, kind of. Looking forward to 23. I mean, that's what you kind of have to do every yeah. year—is psych yourself up for. Hey. Well,
1: it's it's, it, it's as we uh, we were kicking around a little bit. I think a uh, uh, thank you. A, a good starting point for for the, this year is, is as is always the case is let's uh, let's talk about my favorite uh, uh, scientific <laughs> guy, Elon Musk. Ah, and okay. uh, a little bit of what's been going on and and is planned going on with SpaceX, and maybe talk about um, a few other uh, a few other space related items. Awesome, and then we can uh, evolve on from there.
0: So as I think of it, space stuff. We had the uh, SLS. Make its way, Athena? Is that right? Athena, uh, yeah. the Artemis. Artemis, sorry, Artemis. Artemis I'm got sorry. my A's mixed up.
1: Yeah, the uh, uh, Artemis project. Oh, Took- that that was a that was a fascinating um, uh, a, a fascinating project. It's a fascinating project, but it was a, a fascinating um, uh, voyage that they they did with that. Uh, given that that having lived through the Apollo years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've developed the, the, we, we developed the idea that well you get to the moon in a certain way yeah uh, And so you put a you put a, uh, a, a spacecraft a, a giant rocket you put a, mm-hmm. a spacecraft in, in, into orbit. Uh, you orbit a couple of times and then you give it a boost and uh, kick it into an orbit that takes it out to the moon mm-hmm. and it's a uh, uh, an automatic return orbit. As okay. we found out with Apollo 13, 13. which failed, Yeah, um, you, it, the intent is you, you go out and if all else nothing else happens, you'll loop around the moon and it'll slingshot you back
0: to the Earth. You give yourself just a nudge enough to get out of orbit, right. but you've got enough momentum in the right angle. orientation to get you back to earth
1: right so once once you leave the earth orbit you're literally going to go to the moon you're going to loop around it and you're going to come back to the earth right that's the way that orbit works and it's only when you get close to the moon that you uh fire off your rockets again and slow down enough to go into lunar orbit and you stay in lunar orbit for a while until you kick it again and it Comes back out of lunar orbit and comes back to the. So Earth. that
0: was our approach, basically, because it was the safest way to do it. Right. And Artemis was different. Uh, is it, is it no, horror?
1: maybe not sig- significantly, significantly different. Okay. Uh, but they, but they did, they did a, they did a, 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 a new wrinkle on it, which was, uh, if I understand it, and I, I really haven't uh, delved into it mm-hmm. too, too much detail, but. Uh, they, they went away from the earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. So again, you you started with a a big rocket and a big spaceship Yep. and, uh, you boosted into, uh, uh, I'm not even sure if it even boosted into earth orbit. It may have just boosted directly into a lunar orbit, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the spaceship went out to the moon, looped around the moon and then, um, Again, there, there may have been an additional boost phase. It, it actually uh, went into a very uh, elongated orbit uh, with the, the moon close at one end, mm-hmm. but you, it, it looped, the orbit looped significantly beyond the moon. Mm-hmm. So it went another oh, 40,000 miles or so beyond the moon uh, before it came back. Uh, the orbit brought it back. Uh, by the moon, and then uh, uh, slingshot back
0: to the Earth. So just like with baseball statistics, um, you know, first batter to ever uh, sw- uh, get a home run on the third pitch of the fourth inning of of of, of a of a game north of the thirty fifth parallel or something like that on a, on like a that. Tuesday, yes, on a Tuesday in April, yeah. um, that they were the press was and nasa was saying hey this is the furthest that a capsule capable of carrying humans has ever been from earth right i'm like good okay you got the, you got the equipment out there you got it back all right probably heavy it, it, it kind
1: of kind of kind of, <laughs> of disregarded the fact that there's currently a tesla uh yeah. <laughs> a, an actual tesla uh, somewhere out around jupiter or, or so floating around yeah uh, uh,
0: yeah uh, uh, well None, different parameters, you know. That none, was, that nonetheless, was, it, yes, was a, it was yeah, it was a, it a cool was, thing. It was
1: a cool thing. It was a great. Uh, uh, it was a great. Uh, it's a voyage, step forward that we're glad unless. it
0: happened. Exactly.
1: But in the uh, in the in the fullness of time, I guess uh, this last week I, I read a uh, an interesting blurb. I'm not even sure if the people that the reporter that that wrote it uh, viewed it as that profound. But mm. the the observation was that SpaceX. Alone, this is SpaceX had four vehicles sitting on launch pads ready to launch into orbit. So four uh, cur- wow. currently active on different different launch pads, and, and I'm not even sure if they were all in. They may have, they may have not all been in uh, at Cape Cana- Cape Canaveral. Yeah, uh, there may have been uh, one in in uh, at Vandenberg. I was going to uh, say we in, pretty much have Coast.
0: three to choose from, don't we? We've got Cape Canaveral, we've got uh, the um, Starbase, down in uh, Boca, Chica, Boca Chica, and then uh, Vandenberg. Vandenberg, yeah.
1: So of of these four, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if all four of them were in Florida, but one, yeah. one may have been in California. But then the the additional kicker was that that there were that SpaceX also had two spacecraft in orbit. Yeah. At that time, so the idea that they they have that one company has six. Spacecraft four ready to launch and two already in orbit. For for someone that lived through the space race uh, yeah. back of the in the 60s, uh,
0: that was just just mind blowing. Or even watching us pop a shuttle up one at a time, and then um, you know they would say, okay, the you know pick a shuttle is in the maintenance hangar getting its tiles replaced, and you know so you had them in the pipeline, but you never had. Ships ready to launch at any point in time, and you never had more than one.
1: Actually, you, we, we did, okay. but you had to go all the way back to the Gemini program. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that that sat between the Mercury program and the Apollo program. Okay. Gemini was uh, it, it was a study in uh, orbital mechanics, mm-hmm. and we were just learning the math for doing orbital uh, docking for uh, uh, orbital rendezvous. And so they did that by putting up multiple spacecraft.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they're literally, I think one instance, uh, there were two uh, Gemini manned capsules in orbit. Okay. And they were practicing finding each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, that it, as part of, 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 of that, they also put up a, if you will, a target yeah. uh, satellite that had docking uh, collars on it so that the Gemini spacecraft could dock with a, 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 a fixed uh,
0: satellite. And there was a very famous incident with that um, target ship. Uh, it basically, it was a long cylinder with a docking... Uh, component on one end of it, at least, and then um, uh, boost, or not boosters, but basically attitude control and so forth on the other end of it, and it was, I believe it was, um, well, it was I forget who was flying with uh, Armstrong, but Armstrong was in the Gemini that was supposed to uh, dock with it. It got docked and then something got jammed and they started spinning uncontrollably, Right and Armstrong literally had to figure out how to ride that pony and fire, figure out what attitude he was being thrown into, and all it was. It's depicted really well, and I've said it before. One of my favorite space series, TV series, is From the Earth to the Moon, uh, that HBO series, and that's depicted really well in there. Is mm-hmm. just the total lack of orientation, just watching that gimbal spin like crazy and watch the actor depict his well, impression of Armstrong just working the problem.
1: And and coupled with that, the, the fact that you, you indeed had the spacecraft, which he actually had control of, so his mm-hmm. his, his uh, thrusters, uh, rockets, were all in that little spacecraft, but you had that sitting at the end of the long cylinder. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to figure out how to... Control the entire assembly, if yeah. you will, by applying forces at one end of it.
0: And it's a ship he's never flown before. Once everything. it's been connected, yeah. right? It's an entirely different thing.
1: And I think that I think that was it. Made clear in that particular series that that was kind of the point where it was decided he was going to be the first person to land on the moon.
0: Yeah, he got himself out of that frying pan. Yep. And and. and Anyway, so I, I could go into the personalities of the different astronauts and so forth. And um, I think it was widely regarded that Armstrong was this just really, um, at least on the surface, emotionless, get it, just very insulated person. And, and,
1: and very much a, an engineer. Yeah. Uh, he, he very much was an engineer. so.
0: Uh, he was not John Glenn, his fellow Ohioan. <laughs> it was two totally different uh, personalities.
1: Well, if, if, you, if you lived through that era, if, if, if you grew up seeing the seven original Mercury mm-hmm. astronauts, uh, over the years you, you, we, we learned very much the personalities of, of all of them, how, yeah. they, uh, how they were alike, but also how they were all very different mm-hmm. and presented very different personas. And, and 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 you know it was the stuff of, of for, for little kids raised in the space race. It was the stuff of hero worship. Uh, yeah, uh, to understand all of those, those characteristics.
0: But back to Musk and SpaceX, we see that uh, diversity as well in in companies, in in uh, structures and organizations that are involved in space exploration. Right, and. Uh, Musk is a very SpaceX is a very different um, operation than NASA. Yeah, and but the, the lady that yeah.
1: incidentally, and I and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I can't recall her name, but the lady, the CEO of SpaceX, the mm-hmm. lady that runs SpaceX is is a, a, a cool person in her own right. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to the extent that I've I've read about her, that uh, uh, she is uh, she is very innovative. She is very forward thinking and. Uh, so much of what SpaceX does is is part of a gig, giant jigsaw puzzle that, uh, uh, yeah. down the road, sees uh, a thousand Starships at a time In jumping operation. jumping from Earth orbit to Mars. Yeah, because it's it's only about every 26 months that. Mars and Earth mm-hmm. their, their orbits or their, their position within their orbits are such that it's very advantageous to launch from practical the to make to the, that jump yep Yep. and so I think the uh, the goal is that when that happens when that, that, that once in 26 month period shows up, they're going to have a thousand starships sitting in orbit ready to head off to Mars because that's the only way that they can mm-hmm. carry a million tons of material to Mars in order to build a city. So, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're forward-looking to the, to the extent of not—we just— not only do we want to get there to Mars, but we want to get there with enough stuff to live right. there. And
0: uh, uh, We don't want to do group. the the Roanoke Colony. We want to do a Jamestown. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, exactly. And in that, that vein, I guess I was reading uh, literally a story uh, yesterday about Starship. That, uh, okay. They're getting ready for the first... They, a year ago, the, the, the thought was that they were they were close to the first orbital test... Uh, But because of some uh, 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 regulatory hurdles that they had to 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 uh, uh, leap over for the for the government, mm-hmm. but also I'm sure technical hurdles of making the, the system work. Yeah, uh, it, we're, we're, we're a year later, but mm-hmm. uh, they're they're obviously closer. Uh, and the thought is, I think Musk uh, alluded to perhaps by the end of February or March this year they might attempt their first orbital test. Mm-hmm. But I think they're close to clearance now to be able to launch that either from Florida or from Boca Chica. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be cool to uh, to uh, bring uh, uh, South Texas back into the to the space exactly. program. Yeah, and. I would look for. I look forward to that. I'm. I'm sh- <laughs> I, I have this stinking feeling that it's going to blow up uh, at some point. But, uh, Literally or figuratively, <laughs> yeah. probably
0: in a way of both. Exactly I guess. That, uh, but it, you it do. Was, I mean, the the footage of just oh crap, you know, blew up. Yep. You know, just my favorite little guy uh, space uh, company is uh, Firefly. They're they're based in Cedar Park, Briggs, Texas, just up 183. And um you know they their first took them a year to get back around to where they would finally have the system in place that they needed and uh, they they had their successful launch I think it was in November last year it was it was late last year, but it was good to see the little guys get out there and and they're somehow involved in the lunar program as well um, I think it's on a on a capsule, maybe not so much on a rocket, but um, yeah it we're in we're in a different. Era now where literally um, it's it's not commercialized I would say quite yet but it's very there's more players everything's just not sitting waiting on NASA to make a decision
1: well and, and, and they're, they're seeking out the uh, if you will the mechanical approach of the me- mechanical environment to make it all work mm-hmm. because uh, as I pointed out at the, at the beginning uh, we, we learned how at least one way to get to the moon and back with right. the Apollo program. But there are obviously other ways to get mm-hmm. to the moon and back. And if, if you go back and read the history, uh, there were probably three good approaches that were considered mm-hmm. even for the Apollo program. And the the solution that was, was selected was very much uh, driven by the state of electronics of the day, uh, manufacturing processes, materials, yeah. materials uh, and, and what was available. Uh, so today we're we're back in a mode where uh, the the industry is trying to sort itself out, or is working to sort itself out in terms of technologies that are applicable, and that's why there's room for lots of lots of little companies that. Yeah. Uh, uh, essentially, come are brought into being yeah. based on one particular little niche. You know, we're gonna and, and rocket this.
0: designs of different sizes. Right. So you've got the heavy lifting motors. You've got the uh, uh, kind of mid range, or you could almost call them interplanetary. And then you've got engines for uh, thrust and maneuverability. So it was uh, probably as little as fifteen years ago. It was either I mean, we didn't have engines. Right, we were we were pulling engines out of Russian warehouses, right through old contacts. And it's kind of like you watch uh, the Martian, the movie with um, Matt Damon in it, and uh, that's a staple in our house. That's one of those if it comes on, we're okay. in the couch and we're just watching it. I was yeah. watching
1: it last night, as a matter <laughs> of fact. So, so. check your check your, uh, check your cable listings right now because it's back on. It's back on loop. They, yeah. generally, they generally bring that back in, and, and it shows up. Uh, Every day for a couple of weeks, you know, or, or every other day, so I'm the same way, and yeah, I, I was watching they, it last night. So.
0: When NASA says, and the, and the guy from JPL, the the mm-hmm. engineer goes, I might know some people or something, and, and they ring up China, and they're like, we need to keep this in the scientific community. Well, a similar thing happened uh, years ago with um, some NASA folks getting in touch with some folks they knew in the in the old Soviet system saying, hey... You guys got any of those engines left around? And that's another documentary that I need to go digging up because that was a fascinating documentary. Um, that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole you and I can tend to run, wander down is what's the, what's the coolest documentary you've seen in, in the last couple of weeks. Might make that a segment in a, in a way.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of modular things. I, mm-hmm. I like the idea of, of kind of finding irreducible uh, minimums in in various systems, and making a module out of that, and then mm-hmm. when you when you need it bigger or more of it, you you just create more of those modules, and that's one of the things that fascinates me about the the SpaceX approach is they they've developed essentially two engines mm-hmm. or or two variants of the same engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one is one engine is tuned for going from the ground to near orbit and the other engine the same engine but it's retuned for operation in a vacuum mm. and mm-hmm. and so every time you watch a spacex launch the the rocket that takes off from the earth is one variant of that engine and then okay. The rest of the the picture, once they they get up and uh, the first stage burns out, Mm -hmm. they have a camera on a second variant of that engine, which is always fascinating to watch to me because it starts out uh, as this cold black object and quickly becomes white hot as it it starts uh, firing.
0: Well, that's the other thing we have now that we didn't used to have, and that's the ability to... I doubt it's a GoPro, but maybe something like it. You know, just cameras everywhere. Well, it's we, it's part got, of it's part yeah. of the it's part of
1: the uh, the, the, the idea of uh, uh, complementary companies in the uh, the Musk environment. Mm-hmm. That one of the reasons why we have such great pictures is because of the Starlink low Earth orbit internet system. Because all of those rockets are uh, that, communicating uh, that, uh, with Starlink.
0: Are Communicating but, with Starlink, but from above rather than below. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and 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 they're very good. You yeah. get very good communication, you know. So you get very good pictures. Yeah, Yep. And uh, I, I, that that's it's yep. fascinating that uh, that. Oh well, yes. Here's here's a company that uh, that uh, works on this.
0: So it's, s- it's going to be
1: great with um, or interesting to watch with uh, with the Starship program. Mm-hmm. Because one of the little companies that, uh, that, they, that, that, that is, is within that, that, that uh, constellation of companies mm-hmm. is a uh, heat shield company.
0: Interesting. And
1: so they are doing a new variant of heat shield for the Starship. So this is a, this uh, is a, yeah. this is a big honker yeah. machine that's got the same problem as every other satellite that wants to come back. You're going from a very high uh, rate of speed uh, to uh, uh, landing uh, softly on the Earth, and you use the atmosphere to eat up a bunch of that. The kinetic energy, energy yeah. And and so you have heat shields that uh, that do that. So there's a there's a different variant of heat shield on the Starship, and there's a company, a little company that uh, again is in the is in the uh, the Musk. Constellation mm-hmm. that builds those heat shields, yep. And so I'm I'm looking forward to to uh, seeing them some, have some success in bringing a, a Starship back yeah. from uh, from
0: orbit. It's like you said. Um, I mean, as long as we've had a space program, everybody holds their breath on that last on on reentry. You know, as soon as the braking hits and you start to lose communication because of the electromagnetic. Um, effects. If, if yeah. you've
1: ever, if you've ever on a country road, uh, driving at sixty miles an hour in the pickup mm-hmm. down the country road, and you were a little kid, and you got to sit in the passenger side, mm-hmm. and you roll the window down, and you stick your arm out, and yeah,
0: I'm and, doing the I'm doing the hand waving, ride in the air thing, right the yep. air thing,
1: and you, and you you recognize from that that oh, you turn your hand sideways, and all of a sudden it takes your I arm. I get off. it all, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So yep. we, we recognize that when you uh, when you take an object and you shove it at very high speed through air, that uh, it can look like it's very stable, but all it takes is one little wrinkle in the wrong direction, and uh, and things go south
0: really quickly. Yep, attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. It really <laughs> is. Yes, physically and
1: psychologically. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, cool. So we got uh, we got some things to look forward to with SpaceX orbital stuff and they seem to still keep kicking dragons up into the air and putting more satellites out there I, sup- I presume that's what it is as well as like you said you know getting well multiple missions so yep. resupplying and, and shuttling uh, astronauts up to the space station and back so
1: yeah I think is I think that they have a plan in place now I think one of the Soyuz uh, spacecraft which have been used as um, emergency uh, workhorse but also emergency exit uh, there's there's always one docked always one docked and uh, i think they've actually found that uh, it's leaking or or some such and so i've been reading about a a, a working up plans and the place to be able to use the uh spacex uh crew uh dragon Mm -hmm. uh, ships as a as a backup if they ever needed to go up and, and mm-hmm. uh, rescue some folks or bring some folks, uh, particularly Soviets, back down, that they would be able to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm look, particularly looking forward to it. Uh, I started out talking a little bit about modularity. Yeah. And one of the, if you look at the distinction, the, the uh, Artemis rocket, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, SLS, the Space Launch System yeah. uh, base rocket, I, I think still is kind of like the... Um, the Saturn V, I think it has four main engines in it. I won't uh, disagree. Huge. I I, I I I may be wrong here, but I, I think that it has some small number of very large engines um, at at the base of that. Uh, whereas the uh, uh, the uh, big Falcon rocket uh, used to launch the Starship is uh, makes use of of one of these. Two engine variants, mm-hmm. uh, but they put 33 of them around the base of the uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the BFR. BFR. Yeah. Fantastic. And 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 so I think there it, it's 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 going to be quite fascinating. I, I think with the current uh, um, uh, launch vehicles uh, they use. Is it nine? Nine? It's either nine or eleven engines, uh, but kicking that up to thirty-three is going to be something to really, really watch, and I'm sure.
0: So, you, that, you're, uh, your understanding is there's nine currently positioned at the bottom of the BFR right. of, this, uh, of no, the starship. Uh, uh, no, no, oh, uh, there's a different uh, version uh, of the starship. Well, no,
1: the, of, of the current of, of the current rockets that they're they're, they're they're sending up once a week.
0: Oh, okay, the the uh, dragons. The dragons. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Okay. The, 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 I think those,
1: that makes uh, I think sense. those have either 9 or, or 11 engines okay. in the base. I think it's 9. Mm-hmm. And they um, uh, they, uh, they 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 fire off 9 and they they Come back to or, 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 with, up, with three, yeah. with three, and then they land on one. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so the uh, the, uh, the 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 rocket that'll be used for Starship has thirty three of these engines, mm-hmm. and uh, just the aerodynamics of, of firing off thirty three of those as opposed to nine is is, is going to be interesting in in and of itself. Yeah. And I think it's going to be quite fascinating to uh, to watch it take off. They're supposed to be doing some uh, static testing, static uh, fire testing of, uh, of that system uh, over the next month or so, in in a lead up to actually doing an orbital test of
0: the starship. About Texas, a little bit. Um, my understanding is that up near Waco is where they have the SpaceX SpaceX uh, engine test. That could setup be uh, facility, I believe.
1: Uh, that could well be. Yeah, uh,
0: I remember. Um, oh golly, about eight or nine years ago um (laughs) just do a craigslist sale and and you meet some interesting people (laughs) i was at this gentleman's house uh uh, picking up something that i was going to buy and we we got to talking he goes yeah my son works up at that spacex up in waco and he goes they get no free time (laughs) it's uh (laughs) it's a it's a it's a big uh and, and i was like oh yeah i'd heard they were up there but didn't really know exactly what and I think there is a pretty solid SpaceX um, operations up there as well as some executive. In fact, it may be the CEO where, where she's based up there. But there's, again, going up uh, north of um, uh, north of um, anyway, uh, basically west of Waco, north of the Army go oh, north of clean yeah. that that whole space out there is one of the areas I think that they were looking at expanding into I could be off my mark or it could be on the other side of I-35 but there there's room up there where you know we may see a, another I've always wondered what it would take to get Waco kind of beyond just being the university town and you know comfortably far enough away from Dallas and Austin. To see if uh, something interesting happens up that way.
1: Well, I I I thought it was an interesting wrinkle in the early uh, Star Trek movies. Uh, uh, Captain Kirk mm-hmm. was always famously always famously was said to come from Iowa. Right. And uh, in the uh, in the most recent uh, round of uh, Star Trek movies. the JJ Abrams reboot right yeah. they, 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 they uh, want the, the first of, the, of those movies uh, the early part of it took place in Iowa. And yeah. I always found it fascinating that they they, they always showed it as, as kind of these dark images, n- n- not necessarily clear images, but, you have the Iowa cornfields, and then in the back are these dark, giant images of, of, of obviously, construction buildings and s- spacecraft. And, oh, and you mean light. like the
0: Samsung Samsung plant down by uh, yeah. Taylor? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, we, we counted 27 cranes down there, by the way. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. My wife and I went... Uh, anyway, that's all. But, yeah, just the fact that you have this massive open space and all of this construction activity... Right there. Yep. They
1: well, the the pictures from the Boca Chica uh, uh, facility start to look like uh, some of those images of Iowa. Uh, yeah, I think I, I saw a picture uh, last year of I think they had three starships uh, mm-hmm. standing, one of which was stacked on a on a booster rocket, right? And and so it. And the other big construction buildings, and it, it starts to look like those Iowa cornfields with the dark images off in the distance.
0: Well, as, as I mentioned last year, that's on that's on my list of dumb things that Mike will do as a road trip that his wife has zero interest in and maybe take a few pictures. I, I, I might be interested in those later, but I'd love to get down to Boca Hica, Boco Chica before um, it really gets locked down and yeah. really... Really actually, uh,
1: in the story I was reading about the potential uh, uh, launch test of uh, of the Starship system, uh, the, the comments were quite interesting on that on that story mm-hmm. uh, because it was it was kind of filled up with people that were hoping that they were actually able to do that test out of Boca Chica because they figured that that there were going to be so many RVs of people that wanted to watch the launch. And it was going to be uh, iffy, just when the launch would occur. And so, the people, interesting people were just going to drive their RVs to South Texas and park Stay. and watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that that, that that may be the case. There may be a uh, it may be like Woodstock. It may be the, the third largest city in Texas for oh, a you, while.
0: You get out your uh, you get out your map and you look at the satellite view of the area, and it's um. It, it, It's easier to see stuff in Florida than I think maybe. I could be wrong. You have to go across the inlet over to, um, uh, was it Corpus Christi? You're right there? No, uh, or South Padre Island. South uh, South Padre Padre Island. And, uh, yeah. Anytime you get close to the coast, you're dealing with thin strips of land and usually one way out or whatever. But anyway, it'll be be really cool to see. Um, Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Looking forward to it. I, I, uh, I, uh, I uh, SpaceX uh, launched uh, during the 2022. They did mm-hmm. essentially a launch a week. That yep. became my. That was your regular which, viewing. That was your it, much
0: see, must see TV.
1: Yeah, it was the same. It was the same every every week. Uh, I mean, the basically the same program every week, except that depending on the weather, uh, where it was launched from, you, you got a good or bad. View of, yeah. the, of the earth where it was coming from, but uh, pretty much the uh, the, the same program, and, and it's always fascinating to watch, uh, yeah. You know, as a, as a boy growing up, uh, I got to see a lot of rockets taking off, but it. The landing, landing of a rocket was always something still of the golden age of science fiction. Mm-hmm. And so literally yeah. now when C- I see this... Controlled landing
0: these, to be able to be used again. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and
1: literally landing a pencil. You yeah. know, yeah. It, it, there's this long cylinder that comes down and...
0: There's it, something exciting and creepy at the same time about it.
1: Well, it, it's an interesting... Because
0: uh, it shouldn't happen. You just have this... Yeah, mm, it's not stable. But,
1: but but also, if you if you if you grew up during that golden age of science fiction, you, you yeah. had this idea that well, if you're going to land a craft like that, you start firing the rockets well in way advance, way yeah. and and it, it, the rocket just fires and fires and fires as it slows down, and it's really fascinating to watch the uh, the SpaceX rockets come down because the, those suckers just fall. You yeah. Know, for, 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 for <clears throat> Hundreds of thousands of feet. Yeah, right? they, they, yeah. They're just falling for the most yep. part, but they do keep them oriented, so it's falling in a, in a very specific direction. Back to attitude. Yeah. And you get down to, I don't know, a thousand feet or maybe a couple of thousand feet, and all of a sudden you do that final burn, and it's, it's just, it, it, it's,
0: it, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's the modern take on the lunar lander game we used to all play in our, one of the few you'd get pong that started out with that and then you'd get to the more advanced games where you had you had to you had this you'd see the lunar lander coming on your screen from the side it had a it had a surface velocity and then a vertical and you only had so much fuel so,
1: so you yeah. want the fuel to run out exactly at the point where it touches the ground.
0: Exactly. And,
1: and that's that's what the the uh, the SpaceX rockets look like. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious to know how much fuel, if any, they have left, because I have the sneaking feeling that it's about a teaspoon of fuel left. <laughs> uh, but they they, they 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 fire that rocket off for about a thousand feet, and you go this zeep and it stops. Yep. You know. Yep. yep. And uh, lo and behold, you're 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 landed, and. Yeah,
0: uh, we're still little boys in a lot of way. We just love our rockets. We we love the idea of going into space, doing stuff, yep. coming back, and doing it again. Yep. yep.
1: Very. It's very 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 very. Well, as an as an old guy, it's it's re- really reliving mm-hmm. my youth. But in the right way you know, yeah. there are they're, 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 they're better systems now there's more they're more fun to watch and as I say with uh, with the uh, starlink uh, low Earth orbit satellite uh, system providing internet connectivity, mm-hmm. the graphics are a lot better than they than they were I right. mean we just
0: we just look at the advances from the Wright brothers to hypersonic transports to um just you know v stalls all all these just different maneuverabilities uh range materials composites we've we've seen all this happen i would say terrestrially but basically well below orbit and it's it's been a slow go from say you know july nineteen sixty nine and now we just basically took a pause, but we did learn i, I you know, we 're seeing it play out where we 've learned more about materials we learned more about manufacturing of those materials i'm just giving away my bias toward <laughs> uh, me- mechanical stuff and everything but um, also just uh, uh, fuel flow, all that kind of stuff that we just have to deal with to to feed thirty three engines as opposed to five or <laughs> Um, and just everything, like you said, well, control systems, are, those communication. Are, those are, those are, yeah. are
1: 33 engines coming out of a, probably a single fuel tank. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. you, you've got all of these very high capacity pumps going mm-hmm. that are, that are, are pumping material at, at, uh, whatever it is, 300 degrees below zero, yep. whatever li- liquid oxygen, uh, 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 is stable at. So, so you you have got a single fuel tank with uh, filled up with liquid oxygen under uh, varying amounts of uh, of stress because you're 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 firing it up in the air Mm -hmm. and accelerating it uh, all the time, and you're depleting it, and you're depleting it, and you're you're uh, you're you're feeding uh, a whole bunch of engines on it, and uh, yeah, the 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 mechanics uh, are interesting. The physics is interesting. Mm -hmm. It it really is. uh, and it, it, it's it's fascinating. It's been fascinating to me, uh, having gotten my advanced degree in physics. Mm-hmm. It's 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 been fascinating to to watch us now start to make use of uh, a whole variety of of uh, things that I learned about, basically as as almost philosophical points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they're now they're proving to be useful. Uh, Lagrange Lagrange or mm-hmm. Lagrange points uh, are, 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 are an interesting case in point uh, okay when you, when you when you study mechanics uh, and uh, uh, the uh, the mechanics of uh, uh, celestial objects orbiting each other mm-hmm. uh, you find that uh, uh, for the earth for example um, uh, if you look around the Earth, uh, there are six what are called Lagrange points, or Lagrange points. Uh, these are points which in which the competing forces of the sun and the earth and the moon, well, if you put an object at these points, they are relatively stable. They are okay. stabilized by the mutual attraction of gravity from different bodies. From each of those bodies, okay. Right? And so uh, there's, there's, there's a Lagrange point on each side of the Earth mm-hmm. in a line, direct line to the sun. Okay. And uh, it was fascinating that the James Webb Space Telescope is placed at the Lagrange point on the opposite side of the Earth from the sun.
0: That makes sense.
1: It's about a, and it's about, a, it's about a million miles out from the Earth. But it's a point of stability. Uh, so you, you, you put the you put the put the stasi- telescope there, and the gravitational attraction of the Earth and the Sun. Essentially, uh, they they become points of a of a, a weird looking triangle. Mm-hmm. But they will tend to keep an object at the Lagrange point stable at that point. Yeah, if it drifts a little bit one way. Gravity of, of either of the Earth or the Sun will pull, pull back. it back. And and so uh, it, it's it's been fascinating. to <laughs> yeah, I I'd learned how to calculate Lagrange sure. points and uh, and where they were, but it's it's been fascinating to to, uh, to see systems actually start to make use of that. Exactly. Uh, and uh, and
0: and you know to have systems that could put that type of equipment out there, mm-hmm. like you said, and then uh, we get the benefit of that for the purpose of exactly what that telescope was put there for. Right. To look farther and see better than, than the last one. that um, So it repla- the Webb replaced the Hubble. Or it, is the it, Hubble still trucking along no, somewhere? the
1: Hubble's still truck, trucking along. And as a matter of fact, they're, they're, I, I read a story that there's actually a study underway of potentially modifying one of the SpaceX crew... Dragons mm-hmm. to do a Hubble service,
0: Dude system upgrade coming. So, yeah. so <laughs> they're,
1: they're, I I think it's still in the study phase, but there is some possibility that down the road they're actually going to be able to go out to the Hubble again and upgrade it, uh, at least give it some more fuel so that yeah. it can stay in operation. And it's an interesting point the, to me that the the, yeah. the, the the James Webb Telescope. <clears throat> is actually quite complementary to the Hubble, it, in many respects. It, it's not quite a replacement, mm-hmm. but it's a a new, a much more powerful instrument. Mm-hmm. But it operates in a different frequency range. I was going to
0: ask if there's a way these two might work together. Oh, they definitely and, do, and they are probably designed that way.
1: That's right. Uh, they, the Hubble Hubble gives you basically visual images. Okay, uh, it has other instruments on, but the, but the thing that's that's we we were all struck by are the visual images right. Well, the, the you James see the hor- the, Webb, the,
0: the the Horse Nebula and all that. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. The,
1: the James Webb uh, operates much more at the uh, infrared. Okay. So much uh, uh, much lower frequency, longer wavelengths, uh, and and that's good because light or electromagnetic radi- radiation at those frequencies can pass through dust clouds, for example. Mm. So whereas the the uh,
0: uh, Hubble with cloudy can can, look or can something, give yeah. you
1: can give you a general look at the center of the of our galaxy where mm-hmm. there are multiple supermassive black holes, the James Webb can actually look through the dust that, that otherwise occludes the center of the galaxy and can see the star regions of those supermassive black holes. Cool. So it, it gives you uh, complementary uh, information mm-hmm. uh, to the to the Hubble. And uh, I think, it, in general, I think it's perceived that it would be great if, if both of those telescopes could continue to operate yeah. long into the future and, and operate in many instances For sure. together. yeah. Uh, to, 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 to see new things, but the, the other—I the, I sometimes think that as a as a physicist, I I can see some of the images that come out of the James Webb telescope and and the complementary images from the Hubble mm-hmm. things, and and it it, it it it's easy. I would think it would be easy for perhaps a more general layperson to be less than impressed with what comes out of the James Webb right telescope because it's not
0: it's not as visually stunning, stunning as is, is what you see right out. Yeah. but
1: if you if you understand a little bit of what's going on you can then be stunned by what you see yeah uh, which was which is 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 impressive in its own right but You probably need to to understand just a little bit more about what's going on to to be quite as impressed as you were with the first pictures of the Hubble that we
0: all saw. Right. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up on space for today, unless you had anything else you wanted to cover space-wise or whatever, and we can jump back into another topic. I'm I'm sure that
1: that something will occur to me uh, uh, just as soon as we clip off, right? uh, (laughs) No worries.
0: uh, just wanted to get us back in the groove a little bit and uh, start the year off, and you know, I love. Well,
1: I, I think it's always good uh, to have a have a, a little update to get, to, to uh, get up to speed uh, with uh, with what's going on, and yeah. uh, perhaps uh, uh, when we when we come back and on uh, a, a subsequent uh, episode, if we uh, get back to perhaps talking a little bit about the the. Uh, Satellite communication system. Exactly. Uh, we can uh, go through some some of the mechanics, uh, which indicate why the Starlink uh, system mm-hmm. is uh, is so fascinating from okay. the perspective of providing good internet service, where previous satellite-based systems were perhaps a little less than okay. less than uh, satisfying uh, in that uh, in that domain.
0: Yeah, as I recall, we kind of left things with uh, a suitable size dish being attached or now carried around by the, um, the truck in the field. All right. And I think we have some filling in to do of details of how all that happened with... Uh, company out in san diego and right. a lot but, of good but, stuff but
1: also uh, why uh, uh with all of that talk about dishes why uh, <laughs> uh to use the starlink system i look at it and lo and behold there's no dish involved so
0: yes we can yeah.
1: we can we can go down that
0: path a little bit next time very cool thanks tim good to see you enjoy it and that's a wrap on the live portion of the show today recorded at our favorite austin eatery on the north side of things there in austin uh enjoyed getting back with tim good to see him just good to catch up in general and um thank you for listening to our to our episode um we're always kind of looking for um well we've got ideas obviously of, of things we'd like to talk about um but we really want this to be a uh, a bit of a feedback loop uh, with you all out there. So uh, you folks that listen to this show have some interest in it or we're like, hey, I really got a good question for, for Dr. Tim I'd like to ask or uh, anything like that. Uh, just shoot us a note over at mike at mike dot show. Uh, That's also the website you can go to, mikenewman.show. And Mike Newman is spelled M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N, the old German way. And drop us an email, feedback, comments. Uh, you can also hit us up with a boostergram if you're using a modern podcast app. And you can find one of those at newpodcastapps.com. Uh, it's a value-for-value value, uh, project, just like new podcast apps is, and, and everything involved in podcasting 2.0. So if, if you derive some, some sort of value out of this, uh, please send a little bit back in the form of a, a boostergram. that'll send us some sats back. Uh, there have been a lot of improvements and uh, accessibility to the the world of streaming Satoshis, which is fractional Bitcoin, through uh, some of the modern podcast apps such as Fountain.fm. They just added a, a really simple way for you to be able to uh, send uh, fiat fund coupons, otherwise known, at least in the United States, as U.S. dollars, through uh, the pipes over to Fountain, and then you can listen to us. Stream sats as you listen to let us know that hey, you're listening and and you value this this program, or to send us a note uh, along with some satoshis, and that's called a boostagram. So, uh, check out the show notes again up at mikenewman.show, where we'll have some of the links to things we talked about today and uh, just podcasting in general, or this uh, space that I've been exploring pretty much as a hobby since uh, March, April uh, 2022 which uh, really created the impetus for me to do this podcast. So um, obviously, I'm not a professional podcaster. This is a hobby. I just enjoy uh, doing this with my friend Tim and um, sharing, the, sharing the, the product of that with you all here on The Mike Newman Show. So until we see you again, um, have a great one, and let's make something out of 2023. And until next time, John 317.